Now playing on Central Parish Radio's podcast, Future Here I Come, a series by Pastor E.A. Odeyemi, Continental Overseer, Redeemed Christian Church of God, Africa 2. Be blessed as you listen. and bless the Lord and worship him let's appreciate him for giving us the privilege to be here again to learn at his feet just go ahead and wave your hands to him and say Lord I thank you Lord I honor your name I worship you today I appreciate you Lord for keeping me alive I give you glory I give you honor I give you adoration blessed blessed be your name O God for there is none like you thank you my father Glory be to your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. I want us to take time to also uh, commit ourselves to the hand of the Lord and commit to this uh, service to the hand of the Lord that the Lord himself will feed us with the word of life because he's the only one who has the word of life. Just go ahead and ask him for yourself. Lord, feed me yourself that word of life. You are the only one who has the word of life. Feed me yourself. Lord, feed me yourself. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed, blessed be your name. I appreciate you and I honor your name. Feed me yourself. Feed me yourself. Blessed be your name. I appreciate you, Lord, for all that you have done for me in time past. And I thank you for what you are doing now. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Precious Father, we appreciate you today. We honor you for your faithfulness and mercy in our lives. We thank you for all that you have been doing since the beginning of this year. We appreciate you for all you have taught us. And we thank you because we are not tired of speaking to our lives. Father Almighty, we pray this very evening, everything that we need to know, Lord, we pray you will speak to our hearts in the name of Jesus. Precious Father, you always reserve the best to the end. We know we have something basic, something fitting that fits the need of our life. And we know, my Father, my God, that even before this month, you have already prepared the best for us. Lord of heaven and earth, minister to our need again in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. And everybody will say, praise the Lord. Shall we have our seats? Greet those who are around you and welcome them to the presence of the Lord. And appreciate God on their behalf that they are also here today. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I am ministering to us from 1 Samuel chapter 16, and I will read from verse 1 to verse 3. 1 Samuel chapter 16, from verse 1 to verse 3. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thy own with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, 
For I have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take an heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. And call Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt admit unto him, unto me, him whom I name unto thee. Beautiful passage with a lot of lessons and um, some little complications. <laughs> Hallelujah. But today, the Almighty God will unearth this pas- passage unto us in the name of Jesus. Remember that we have been, um, we've been discussing a topic since last week. Future, here I come. Future, here I come. That particular topic is very witty. And that topic is prophetic. At least let me say it's prophetic to me. Because I didn't say future, here we come. What I've said is future, here I come. It is prophetic. Every time you say it, you are prophesying to yourself. And you are prophesying to your future. So I want somebody to say it boldly. Amen. What does it mean to mourn? To mourn over something is to feel or to express grief or sorrow. In this particular passage, Samuel had been mourning. He's been feeling grief. He's been feeling sorrow for Saul for quite some time now. To the extent that God had noticed it, it's become so evident. Each time he presents himself before God, there was this aspect of his life that wasn't um, joyful. It was sorrowful that the man that he had anointed king had already become a major problem to him, to the country, and to God. A man who does not obey God anymore. He was sorrowful. He was mourning. He was grieving. But I have discovered in life that many of us, we mourn for several things. In this particular situation, Saul was a person. For many of us, what we mourn about may not be a person. It may be. It may not. Many of us will mourn about an experience that we have had in the past. An unusual, painful experience that we have had that we can't let go. Some of us will mourn because of an investment that went bad. We have invested so much money on a certain thing and we've been told that it's going to work and it's not working. We were so sure. In fact, some people will say, I even fasted a bread before I invested money on it. And it's not working. And then we mourn. Some of us, we mourn on our career. We mourn on our promotion. Some of us, we mourn because of a relationship. A relationship that has gone bad. 
Some of us will mourn because of friendship. Some of us will mourn because of a decision that we've made that we are now regretting. Some of us will mourn because of lost opportunities. Several people mourn about different things. For some, it may be a physical person. Some who have been, those who have been bereaved, they understand what I'm talking about. If you have suffered bereavement before, your money is not limited to just one day or one week or one year. It's a thing that continues for years. But God asks a question here. How long will you mourn? Or how long will you dwell in the past? That's what God is asking someone today. If you are saying future, here I come. You can't afford that something will tie you to the past. Whatsoever not work well, let it go. Future, here I come means I am ready to move on to my future. What you are mourning about may not actually be what it. Samuel must have been asking himself if it was a cause for what Israel was going through. How he could have put a misfit on the throne. If it was a mistake for him, the mistake had been done already and it is permanent. He can't undo it again. There are things you can't undo in your life. Why do you continue to mourn about it? Let it go. Why are you mourning? God asked Samuel. And God has asked me to ask you today. Why do you continue to mourn on what you should let go? Several times people mourn because of an experience. Maybe an experience that has turned their dreams upside down. An experience that has turned their future goals to a mirage. It could be the loss of a sponsor. I've told you the story of a man, a man who wrote a book, one of the books that have really blessed my life. The author of that book, um, the book is called The Greatest Salesman in the World. That's the title of the book. He wrote several other books. It's now a blessed memory. When he was a young man, he was um, very good in journalism. The mother wanted him to be one of the best journalists in America. The mother had promised, I will send you to any university. In fact, it, they have already planned on, on him attending the best uh, institution uh, for journalism in America. And he was poised for that particular uh, career. One morning, while both of them, himself and his mother, they were in the kitchen together. The woman dropped dead in his very presence. And his future collapsed with the woman. This young man actually suffered a lot in his life. That he got to a point where he had only $30 in his pocket. And I'm talking of, I mean, the story is a long one. But he, one day, he had $30 in his pocket. He was stone dead as far as drinking was concerned. And he just felt that he should end it all. And he walked up to a store. And when he looked inside, he saw that um, 
There was a pistol that goes for 29.9. He had enough money to blow up his head. And he actually wanted to do it. But somehow, God pushed him to move forward. And as he moved forward down the road, he saw a church. He branched in. He had someone playing on the organ. Amazing grace. And he gave his life to Christ. That was how his life changed. And he became a bestseller in America. Why are you mourning about your past? Why are you mourning about the experience that is no more working for you? There are ladies who suffered rape when they were growing up. And because they were raped, many of them, they never come out of it till they die. It's always a very terrible experience. But the moment you discover that you can't change what has happened, move on to your future. There are things you can never change. Move on to the future. So I wanted to ask your neighbor, why are you still mourning? Please say it very well. This is a very topic that is very sensitive. Job chapter 30, verse 28 to 31. Job 30, 28 to 31. I went mourning without the sun. I stood up and cried in the congregation. I'm a brother to dragons and a companion to howls. My skin is black upon me and my bones are burned with it. My harp also is turned to money and my organ into the voice of them that weep. That was Job describing his experience. A very rich man, a comfortable individual, the best that you can talk about, a man who was righteous in spite of all the worlds. He was still very righteous with God. And then everything turned upside down. And he said unspeakable things that you cannot imagine that he will say. But there was nothing he could do. What has happened has happened. He kept money until God confronted him. That friend, <laughs> there are several things in life you don't understand. You know, many of us, because we have been born again for some years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, we, we thought we should know everything by now. When things don't work for us, we begin to query God as if um, ourselves and God, we are neighbors. We query because we, we thought we should, we should answer the prayer this way. I pay my tithes, I pay my offering. <laughs> As if God is asking you for money. We query him. We do everything. Just like Job. His joy turned to money. But eventually God came one day and began, began to ask him questions. One of the things that shocked me about the life of Job was the fact that all the questions that Job asked, God did not answer any. Not one. But when God came, God began to ask him his own questions. And by the time God finished with him, he could not answer one. And he said, Lord, I am sorry. The only thing I could do is to repent. As you are preparing for the future, there are baggages in your life that you must drop in the year 2022. If you don't drop them, your life will remain the same in 2023. 
future. Here I come. It's a bold statement. But it's a statement also that requires change. You can't afford to take the past to the future. You can't drag the past. It will not only drag you, it will tie you down. So, for as long as Samuel was mourning for Saul, Israel cannot go to his future. In the meantime, I found something very interesting. Even David himself was mourning in Psalm 42 verse 9. Psalm 42 verse 9. He said, I will say unto God, my, unto God my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? David was, <laughs> he knew what it means to be confronted by an enemy. The moment David was anointed by Samuel, Saul came after him with full force to kill him, to destroy him, excuse me, to destroy him, to cut him off. But somehow, he survived. He mourned, but when he knew that money will not solve the problem, there was a day he called for Jonathan. Jonathan, what have I done for your father? Everything that he asked me to do, I have done it. I fought his battles. Why does he want to kill me? And then the two of them, they enter into a pact. So, um, Jonathan said, tomorrow we are going to have um, the monthly feast. I don't want you to come to the feast tomorrow. Uh, my father will ask why you are not around. I will tell him that you have taken permission. Then let's watch his reaction. Then I will now send you a message. So, just like they planned, the two of them, David was absent. And then the father asked, where's this, where's this stupid boy? And then Jonathan said, oh, he asked for permission. Oh, the man was angry. And then he began to abuse him and abuse, abuse uh, even his own son. So, Jonathan went out and, and released the code. said, if I shoot the arrow beyond the boy, and I said, the arrow is beyond you, that means keep running. Go to your future. Your future is waiting. Tell your neighbor, your future is waiting. Please say it very well. So, David knew. Going back to the palace now will be suicidal. He moved to the future. He had to be in the forest for several years. He had to suffer untold hardships until the throne was ready for him. Friend, some of you, you want to remain in the palace when you should be in the forest. You want to remain where your future will be decimated. And God is saying, move on to your future so that you will be prepared for the palace because that palace is yours. Say your amen very well. So the question now is, what is God's solution? When he sees somebody money, <laughs> as many of us are doing, they are money about 2022. At the beginning of the year 2021, we, have a, we had a lot of dreams at the back of our mind. And we could see that, hey, few days to come, 
These dreams have not come to pass. Oh God, what is going on? So what was the solution? And God told Samuel, towards the end of verse 1, I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among the sons. Among his sons. There is always a divine provision that God has made himself, not by human being. I have provided me a king. He said, I have provided something better than Saul. And when you compare the two of them, there is no comparison between Saul and, and, and David. It's like comparing sleep and death. <laughs> they were just too far from each other. David was just super, far, 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 far ahead of him. What destroyed Saul couldn't touch David. David not only had a covenant with God at the end of his reign, David became the father of the king of kings. I have provided for me a king there. There's a divine provision for that need in your life that you don't know yet. It is that divine provision that you must access. And that divine provision is waiting for you. So there's always your David somewhere. I don't know what this David looks like. If Saul was a person and your own Saul is a person, there's a David that is waiting. You remember the story that our father and the Lord had told about the lady who was to get married and they got to the registry and the husband didn't show up. And she wanted to kill herself. And then one man told her, don't die. <laughs> the future is still very bright for you. Eventually she got married to someone who also became a, a soldier and eventually became a military administrator. And the young man who wanted to marry her now had also become ADC to the military administrator. <laughs> and every time Madame has to enter car now, it is the ADC we open. <laughs> Your David is waiting ahead for you. Let your amen be louder. For as long as you remain in the past, you can't move to the future. If a business has gone bad, look forward for a better one. If an investment has gone bad, don't worry. One of the things we learned when, I mean, the first time I was learning about economics and commerce and all these things is that they said, the profit of um, uh, the, the gain of an entrepreneur is profit or loss. Is that not correct? Uh-huh. Anytime you are going, <laughs> anytime you are going into anything, prepare your mind for it. It could be profit or loss. Anytime you are investing in um, in an investment that has high yield, they will even warn you. The higher the yield, the higher the risk. Is that not correct? At least I've learned one or two things also. The higher the yield, the higher the risk. So they prepare your mind for all those kind of things. If something has gone bad, don't die because of it. Move ahead. Something better is waiting. Psalm 30, 
verse 11 to 12. Psalm 30, verse 11 to 12. Thou hast turned for me my money into dancing. Thou hast put up my sackcloth and guarded me with gladness. To the end, that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Praise the Lord. Before I round off this beautiful passage in Bible study today, there's a question. And that is in verse 2, uh, verse 2 and 3. Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. Oh yeah? The Lord said, no problem. I have a solution for that. The one who will send you on an, on, a, on, a, on an assignment, he has a solution for every problem. He knows there are problems you will meet on the way. He said, I have a solution. He said, take an effort and say to everyone, I've come to, to sacrifice. Call Jason to the sacrifice also. Several people have asked me questions several times on this passage. Is it not that God is teaching Samuel to tell lies? I know many of you, the question is at the back of your mind. But you can't ask God question. But God knows that that question is at the back of your mind. <laughs> so, so somebody will say, so even in the Bible, God is teaching us to lie sometimes. And I've seen people have preached it before. But that is absolutely nonsense. God is not teaching you to lie. Because lying is not in the character of God. You've got to understand that. God is not going to change his character because of one incident. It's not in the character of God to lie at all. So in this situation, it's not lying. Now, but I'll give you a scenario. You are walking along the road and all of a sudden somebody was running in the opposite direction. She met you. And, you, and she ran past you and hid herself somewhere. You didn't know what was going on. So you just keep walking. And then all of a sudden, somebody was coming in the same direction with a cutlass in his hand. And he asks you, where is she? Where is she? You know where the lady is. Will you tell him? Uh uh-uh. uh. If you don't tell him, are you not lying? <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to answer this question. <laughs> if you don't tell him, are you not telling a lie? So this person has gone this way. He said, Where is she? You said he's going this way. You have just told a lie. <laughs> So, how do you solve that problem? Under normal circumstances, you are not supposed to tell him. Because there is something that we call the need to know. And I want you to write it down. The need, N-E-E-D, to know. The need to know. Does he have the moral rights, moral authority to ask me that question to tell him where the person is so that he can kill her? The answer is no, he 
doesn't have that. Saul was a mad king. And so God had to apply the law of madness to deal with his case. Shall we pray? Oh yeah, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. I think we have, we have done our Bible study today already. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every mad king around you, the almighty God will soften them. If God does not soften them, God will remove them. Go ahead and give glory to God. Go ahead and give glory to God. Let the past be gone so that you can get to your future. Let the past be gone. Future, here I come. I am not going to allow anything to tie me down to the past. Nothing. Not even a mad king. Future, here I come. 2023 is my future. I will arrive safely. And all that God has in mind for me, I will fulfill. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Bless the name of the Lord because he has something beautiful that he has provided for 2023 for you. There is always a divine provision a David that is better than a Saul. It doesn't matter what Saul represents in your life. God of heaven and earth has prepared a better future for you. That business that is all working, there is something better that is awaiting you. That friendship that has turned toxic, God is preparing something better for you ahead. Don't mourn about what is not working. Move on to your future. Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate you, Lord. I bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I appreciate you. Lord, I appreciate you. Lord, I bless you. I thank you, Lord, for the year 2023. For what you have provided. For what you have prepared for me already. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. I appreciate you. Thank you for divine provision. Thank you for divine provision. Thank you for divine provision. Blessed, blessed be your name. Thank you, Father. Be thou exalted forever, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Isaiah 61 verse 3. Isaiah 61 verse 3 says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, 
the planting of the Lord, that it might be glorified. You are going to pray this particular passage to your life for 2023. And you will say, the almighty God, appoint for me that oil of joy for the year 2023. Oil of joy, that oil of joy, let it be my portion throughout 2023. Oil of joy, that oil of joy. That we change all ashes to beauty. Yes, Lord. Oil of joy. That will, that will clothe me with the garment of praise. Instead of garment of sorrow. My father. Oil of joy. All of gladness. That will be my portion throughout the whole of 2023. Release it upon my life now. Oh, Lord. Thank you, my father. Thank you, Lord, for the new beginning. Blessed be your name. And it shall be so in the name of the Lord Jesus. It shall be so in the name of the Lord Jesus. It shall be so in the name of Jesus. Let somebody shout hallelujah. We hope you were blessed by this podcast. You can send feedback and inquiries to centralparishradio at gmail.com. Do subscribe to receive notification of new episodes. Thank you.